With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, good news for Tiger Woods. Tiger is uh, still recovering. Sounds like he's pretty banged up, but there will be no charges. Authority said there was no crime. There will be no blood test. Good news. Tiger, hey, deserves a break. Bad news for Andrew Cuomo. The walls are closing in, though. The, the house of cards has come tumbling down. Andrew Cuomo is in real, real trouble, and that's a good thing. We'll give you the latest on the on Andrew Cuomo's troubles and um, Barack Obama, Bruce Springsteen. We've got another edition of the uh, world's most boring podcast. And uh, we will ask you if Obama really broke his friend's nose. I ain't buying it. I'm sorry. I ain't buying it. Uh, Hunter Biden. Is there a crazier, bigger, <laughs> bigger degenerate in forgetting DC and the whole country? Uh, the latest on Hunter Biden's escapades. Uh, he, <laughs> There, he's a he's a wild man. He is a wild man, and uh, we got some details on Hunter Biden. All that and more on today's Callahan podcast, brought to you by DCU. Why do DC members love their free checking accounts? It's simple: no monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is a direct deposit to their free checking account. DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colin, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan podcast. All right. We start today with some good news for Tiger Eldrick, Tiger Woods. I think he needs some, let's be honest. Tiger Woods needs some good news. Uh, there will be no criminal charges, which I guess is no surprise, but, this is a surprise to me. Maybe you uh, can enlighten me here, uh, Turtle Boy, because you're more into the uh, into the police reports and police procedure. But they said they literally announced they did not take his blood. They did not investigate because they don't suspect any crime occurred. There was nothing. There was no. Uh, I don't know what the term was. Circumstances that led them to believe a crime occurred. And hey, I'm I feel bad for Tiger. I'm not looking to pile on, but. When you show up and there's a 
car or SUV on its roof and it slid 500 yards across a median strip across the other the other side of the highway into the woods, hit a tree. The guy's laying there with a compound fracture and a shattered ankle. Isn't that uh, evidence that maybe something happened that you should investigate? How do you just say, ah, no crime here, no uh, problem? They're just, they just looking for like a pills bottle or something? Yes, like, they said, I, I, I got the report yeah. here. They said they didn't see anything. And uh, I, I got to read this to you because it's amazing that they, he didn't show any signs of impairment. Now, when you're laying on your back, bleeding out, roof, cars on its roof, isn't that a sign that maybe something went wrong? <laughs> Again, I don't think he was drunk at 7 in the morning, but no, uh, no, uh, no lesser authority than O.J. Simpson that thought he was on painkillers said he saw him Sunday. He was puffy, and he was in a fog, and he's had a lot of injuries, and he has a history of addiction to painkillers. Wouldn't you investigate or do you just feel so bad for the guy? And he didn't kill anybody and he didn't uh, hurt anybody except himself. Do you think they just said, you know, he suffered enough? I mean, is that is that what you do if you're a police officer? I guess so. I mean, at least a woman wasn't chasing him this time. That's did true. You, I mean, you know, Did you read that rundown? They had like a, a forensic guy analyze it on OutKick. Did you read that rundown? And it was talking about all the all the media narratives that that he basically debunked. And he was saying the the area in which he crashed, there hasn't been one other crash in that area in the last ten years. How is, is that, that possible? True? Did you yep. see the Did yeah. you see the tape of him going up? Th it's like a hill they're on. It's like a two lane street. Right. Yeah. He this People guy. People yeah. must crash on the street all the time. No, they interview neighbors. Neighbors said their crashes, their accidents there all the time. I'm not sure they go you know, 500 feet on their roof and roll over six times. I think you saw, you're talking about the video where you could see the SUV and he's allegedly speeding, which is you know, no surprise. He was late, but there's no other car on the road, which is amazing. It's seven in the morning on a weekday in LA. Yeah, I realize, you know, it's a shutdown, lockdown in L.A., but, I mean, there were no other cars, which I guess is the saving grace because you think you could, you think if you flip, you roll, you go 500 feet, you're going to hit somebody, whether it's another car or a person walking their dog or a telephone pole. He just missed a telephone pole, which would have probably killed him. He's messed up. The more you read, the more you hear, you think that this is the most improbable, impossible comeback. Maybe... Maybe he comes back by the time he's 50 and plays on the senior tour, but he ain't playing in the, in the Masters next is he year. That, oh, he's that, ba he's that banged up? I, didn't, yeah, I thought compound, they said he was going to be fine. Two compound fractures and a shattered ankle. So a, a shattered ankle sounds like a, a, a problem, and so does a compound fracture of your leg, and they put in rods in there, and it sounds like uh, you know the, 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 the golf is the least of his concerns now. He's got to learn to – he's got to walk again, and – and live again, but uh, I don't think he's playing in the Masters uh, in April. I'm sorry. He was hoping. Everyone was hoping, but I guess that's good for him. I was thinking that there would be something in his system because, again, he's had lots of injuries. He's had He's been addicted to painkillers before. He did that interview on Sunday with Jim Nance where he did not look great, and everyone was commenting on it, and OJ said, his daughter said, boy, Tiger looks like he's on something, and Maybe maybe he just needed to get through the day and it didn't impair his driving. But I think the cops just feel bad for him and say, yeah, you know, nobody well, else got why hurt. Can't, why can't it just be like a car accident? What, it seems like you 
assume or believe something because he's Tiger Woods because of his past and his issues. Why can't he just get in a car accident? He can, but wouldn't you think if it were you or me? I mean, it's not like he's Bruce Springsteen. He's not white. He doesn't get the white privilege of the he's rich. A little bit. He's a little bit white. And by the way, don't forget, Turtle Boy, he's a friend of Donald Trump, so he doesn't get that privilege either. So I just think that it was automatic when you had that kind of accident that they took your blood. If they couldn't take your breathalyzer, they took your blood just to check. I mean, I didn't know they make a, a determination at the scene when you're laying there and you're both. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think they needed like a warrant to get, to check his blood on the scene, but I, don't know uh, I thought it was automatic and I, I wouldn't have been surprised if he was clean. Again, I said this yesterday, I don't know too many people who are drunk at 7 a.m. It's hard to do unless you're Johnny Damon and you're going hard all night long. I mean, people I know, drunks, are either you know are passed out by then if they if they're hardcore drunks they're not drinking at 7 a.m it's hard to do wouldn't you agree you have to what set an alarm and get up and start drinking again yeah you got to be committed to it you gotta be go, you gotta go full dino yeah <laughs> now i say this all the time and i'm dead serious i never saw him drinking or drunk at work yeah. in the morning i mean what about, what about curtis I, you know, I had a producer who was drunk every day and didn't know it. And drunk on gin, by the way. I had a producer who drank every day. He's a big but gin, but gin and tonics, right? Like he, he doesn't yeah, like tonic, but doesn't that yeah. smell gin smells and I, I never smelled it, never suspected right. it. You guys leaving, by the way, has been like the best thing for his career. He's like he's a star. He's like a character now. He's like Mr. Cool, like the guy, the remnants from back when WEI was badass and not sell out Greg Hill, you know. Don't they do one of those like media surveys and like who, what are the names of talent? Like consultants come in and they say, what are the names of talent in Boston that you recognize? I bet Curtis is in the top 10 now. I bet he, he, made, went, he, made, he went, and, and the most hated too, which is good. I mean, somebody has to play that role, but he went from being an abused morning show producer to being the host, the, the host of the morning show. And the station loves it because he probably makes like 45 grand. And now they got a, a morning host and they got him working weekends. But uh, good luck to him. Uh, he's uh, He looks like he's, uh, I don't know, I don't know about drinking, but looks like he's eating again, which is good. He was emaciated. He used to be emaciated and nervous wreck. And apparently now he's riding high and is a big star. But good for him. A new and girlfriend would do that for you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you start, I've seen that before. You start dressing nicer and bathing more often, you know, putting a little cologne on when there's a, uh, you know, when you have a, a relationship at work, which is kind of like takes me to my next guy, my next topic here, Turtle Boy, because here's what I live for. And I, and I, I don't, I don't like to see the rich privilege get away with things. I, I, you know, and I don't think Tiger got away with anything. I just surprised they didn't take his blood and test him. I think he would have passed. I don't think he was on on uh, booze. Was he on pills? Maybe, but you know, I think he was late and he was speeding and he was stupid and he was in a, in a unfamiliar car and he was probably looking at his phone and texting. Anyway, to the next guy, to the next guy, who definitely generally enjoys white privilege, white I'm sorry, white liberal privilege, like like Bruce Springsteen. You can get busted, you know, for drunk driving and pff, you don't have to worry about it because you got connections, you got money, you're a white liberal and they generally get a pass. That's how Andrew Cuomo has lived his life, Turtle Boy, for, I mean, his entire life for 63 years. You know, he thinks he can get away with anything, anything, whether it's abusing underlings, yelling at them, sexually abusing them, 
you know, forcing himself on them, killing senior citizens, lying about a covering up. I'll bet he sleeps fine. I bet he's a psychopath when it comes to this, that he saw how his father operated and he knows that the media will slobber over him and take his side and cover up for him. And when this started breaking and, and you and I were talking about it in, 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 in April or May, and we had Janice Dean on the podcast and we've been, you know, talking about it, hammering away at this guy for 10 months. I never thought the, there would be any, I never thought Janice Dean would get justice. I thought Andrew Cuomo would get away with it the way he gets away with everything. He is a corrupt bully and, and a tyrant and he's, he, that's how he carries himself. Like you'll never get me. And to be honest, I thought we would never get him. I thought Andrew Cuomo would skate. He would walk. I don't feel that way anymore. I, I've said it before. Janice, <clears throat> Janice Dean is an American hero. She's a, a little weather girl who lost her in-laws. We, everyone knows the story. And she just said, I'm not going to rest. I'm not going to stop. She, I mean, basically, she's done what you do. She's done what I, I like to do. I like to try to keep uh, call these p- uh, powerful, arrogant, powerful people to account, to hold them to account. And she did it every day. She never stopped until finally people started listening. This Ron Kim, this assemblyman, helped. He, he pointed out that, that Cuomo threatened him. And then yesterday, man, the house of cards came tumbling down on Andrew Cuomo when his former aide uh, um, wrote a piece, which is kind of amazing. Her name is Lindsay Boyland. Boylan. And it's, and it's totally devastating. It is devastating. If you're a liberal and you've been standing by Cuomo for 10 months, it's over. It is over. He's done. We were talking about before we started recording, does he, what happens now? I think he resigns in disgrace. I don't really see a choice because Democrats have turned on him. And let's be honest, Turtle Boy, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Cuomo and Democrats turn on you, the media, not so much. The media, I mean, they will be licking his toes until the final moment. He goes away in an orange jumpsuit to prison. They'll be cheering and and they'll be sending him, you know, uh, you know, cards. They'll be sending him uh, good get well cards or good luck. I mean, they will visit him. They love him for some reason. But the Democrats in the Assembly in New York, and, and by the way, in the House and the Senate, everybody's turning on him since this woman, Lindsey Boylan, wrote a piece and again, I don't know why the Post didn't cover it or even the Daily News or whatever. I mean, obviously, the New York Times is not going to cover it. They're not a newspaper. But here's the lead. Let's play strip poker. <laughs> That's the lead to her piece on Andrew Cuomo, his former aide. She says, I should have been shocked by the governor's crude comment, but I wasn't. And it's a devastating takedown of a this was a person, a trusted uh, uh, assistant, aide to the governor, and she talked about him forcing himself on her, forcing him, forcing her to kiss him, mm-hmm. trying to get her to play strip poker on an airplane. Just devastating. Much, much, much worse than anything. What's her face? Lindsay, I mean, uh, uh, Blasey Ford said about Kavanaugh. Much worse than anyone ever said about, uh, you know, you name it, about, about, about Trump. You know, for Christ's sake, this is why is she coming out now? That's my question. I guess she, I'll tell you why she's given it all. I mean, she's obviously losing, you know, every, all her friends, all the people that are going to surround Cuomo. They're going to attack her and call her a liar and everything. I think she feels she has to, because 
she sees that all the evidence is piled up. She knows everybody is telling their stories and he's done. And maybe she should have come out earlier. You know, it's a good point. Why don't you do this when it first happens? But it's a, it's a, it's or a, during the, did she miss the me too thing? Was this after me too? This no, no, during, no, you, oh, me too. Good question. Me too. Uh, Andrew Cuomo was, oh, he was leading the effort to, right. But like, you know, when did these incidents allegedly happen? 2017 in October is when, so, when he wanted, so why, like, if that happened in 2017, that was like right before me too got big. Why didn't she in 2018 say, well, here's my, the, I mean, because, is she a Cuomo guy? What was yes, is that the thing? I guess she's just worked for him. She was his aide. She was his uh, right. But is she like a? Was she a rad? I don't know her politics. Is she a radical leftist? Because some of these liberals don't like Cuomo. She worked for him. Doesn't they, mean you like him. Doesn't mean she had a job. Right. She was the. Uh, I'll get her title. Uh, she was chief of staff at the state economic development agency. Had an office. She she took the job under one condition that she didn't want to take the office they offered her next to his. She insisted on being on a different floor because she knew he'd come walking in without his pants on one day and she didn't want to deal with that. She wanted to you know, advance her career and, but you're not going to, are you going to really blame her for not coming out sooner? No, 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 I'm not blaming. I'm just wondering like what, because it's, here's the thing, Jerry, this is, first of all, you you must be very happy now because you've been talking about killer Cuomo for like 10 months now and it's finally coming to fruition, but just know that it has nothing to do with you or Janice Dean. It has to do with liberals. The only right. reason this is coming out is because liberals are talking about it. Nobody cares if conservatives like you complain about Andrew Cuomo because they don't take you seriously. But when a liberal, any liberal will do really actually speaks out against this they finally do something. It's a it's a good point because you know what Janice Teed had? She had the order from March 25th where he sent coronavirus positive patients into the nursing homes. She literally has the the evidence, black and white. You know, she has it in her hand and she's been waving it around and screaming about it for 10 months. It's a great point because this guy Ron Kim's a liberal and he comes out and says that Cuomo called him and threatened him and said I will ruin you if you don't participate in my and cover up and it's believable when you see the way he interacts with the media it's like the way he yells at them like he's like right. always this like macho oh bro i'm half sicilian bro you don't want to mess with the cuomos don't make me get chris he's at the gym with cohen <laughs> you know the pump it to my hand down there it's my enforcer Right, yeah, Chris. He uh, uh, it was funny because the new uh, Saturday Night Live, and I know you didn't watch it, but they did a Cuomo joke. They did two jokes that were controversial. Michael Che did them both. One was the Jewish joke, which was clearly anti-Semitic, but again, Che is a liberal and he can do what he wants. And then yeah, he you're made like, a, you're like Trump. You then he made a obsession with this show. <laughs> okay, then he made a Cuomo joke about Italians and said he's the he's a composite of every soprano. Uh, uh, is it soprano? No, uh, a Goodfellas character. They said Cuomo's a composite of every Goodfellas character, and he is, but it's obviously an Italian, whatever, slur, uh, uh, stereotype. And so there were, you know, they called some Italian organization and they said that they were offended by it and didn't, didn't go anywhere because, again, he's a liberal. He can do that. Uh, they actually did a skit, and I won't, you know, bore you with this, when they had Ted Cruz and Cuomo mm -hmm. together on a talk show hosted by Britney Spears. It was kind of stupid. But the whole point of the skit was that Cuomo says to Cruz, don't lump me in with you. I'm not as bad as you. <laughs> so yeah. they, they literally did a skit to make the point that Cuomo, who killed 15,000 at least 
New York senior citizens is not as bad as Ted Cruz who went to Cancun for 12 hours. <laughs> That's how twisted and insane these people are. But again, I won't bore you with this. I know you don't care about it. No, I do. I, I, listened, I listened to the show Monday and I'm like, I knew you were going to talk about Michael Shea. I'm like, I bet she talks about Michael Shea. It's me to, you're, that guy is in your head, Jerry. Right. I, I admit I hate watch it. I don't, I, I tape it and I watch it and I skip for skip through it. And I see things like this and I don't care what people say. I feel like if che, Michael Che, Michael Che, by the way, you know, if you don't know the reason I started hating the guy was he lied about Boston. He lied about Red Sox fans, which doesn't bother the Red Sox owners. They lie about their own fans. They, they, they disparage their own fans regularly. They think their fans are racist. I don't, I will defend the Red Sox fans, but this liar said that 34 people stood up and yelled out the N-word at a game, and nobody said a word. Nobody complained. 34 people, that's what he said. Seems totally amazing. made it up, and I don't even know why it's funny, but you know that, to me, is over the line. you got to defend your people. Boston fans, Red Sox fans did not do that. He, 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 he makes this totally ugly, disgusting accusation, and nobody calls him on it. I mean, obviously, you know, people, obviously, again, the Red Sox owners, don't think much of their fans. They back them up. Red Sox uh, uh, executives don't think anything. They think all their fans are racist. I don't. I'm sorry. My old partner, he didn't. We got in trouble for defending Red Sox fans. The Boston Globe, again, they think Red Sox fans are scum. They think they're all racist. They think people stood up at games and chanted the N-word and nobody cared. I disagree. I know you would you disagree too? It's obviously, it's common sense. They don't actually think that though. They're just like, what can I do to make this go away? That is their entire thing. Like, how can I get? You know, it's like as a white person, like, oh, they like it when you say stuff like this. When you just say that you're racist, they leave you alone. So just say <laughs> that you're racist. That's, That's a good point. Well, they they don't want it to go away. They want everyone to see how enlightened and 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 supportive they are of. A black people or liberal people who who lie about. Well, even look at we, when we had Shaughnessy on, uh, right? Uh, uh, yeah, we had Shaughnessy on about right. Kurt Schilling. He used he used the Adam Jones thing as a reason as to why he didn't like Kurt Schilling. Right. Like, they don't want it to disappear. They want to keep hammering that bad boy home. It's the most twisted logic. So if you defend Red Sox fans and say in this day and age that couldn't happen, thirty four people couldn't stand up and yell the N word, or a case of Tory Hunter. He said a group of kids chanted the N-word and a group of adults cheered them on. Obviously made up, made up out of thin air. And if you say, I don't believe that in globe logic or in, you know, John Henry logic, that's racist. To say that I don't believe Red Sox fans are racist, you're racist. So it's insane. It's stupid. It's ignorant. And I mean, that's... Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to say, gee, that's awful. What they did. 34 people stood up and yelled the N word. I remember calling Michael Che out on that and people saying, why can't you just believe him? Well, I can't believe him for two reasons. He's making it up and he's accusing Boston fans of the most ugly thing you can do be is, is a racist an outward racist yelling the N word. It didn't happen. All right. But it's not even original. Like everybody does right. that. You think Michael right. Chase, the only guy that like calls boss racist, that's fashionable. It's like common knowledge amongst the dead spin, right. uh, the dead spinners right. of the world. Well, we, you know, we've gone over it plenty of times and we don't have to do it again. We'll get to, um, um, people, good liberals making stuff up, 
we'll get to Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen's uh, podcast. Did you ever think, Jerry, that they were apologizing because they wanted to be less white? Um, Maybe they took the Coca-Cola <laughs> challenge. Um, who, uh, that's a good point. I wonder how, how the people at Coke are doing it. Are they showing up with like, uh, you know, like uh, different playing different music? Are they a different lingo? How are they showing up to try and seem less white? I'm, a, lot, I said a, lot of, a lot of Sarah McLaughlin on the speakers. <laughs> no more, no more Chesney, no more uh, Eric Church or Kim uh, McGraw. It, a, a, lot, a lot of brunch, a whole lot of brunch. Which, which if it were in Atlanta, I'm guessing, brunch. I'm guessing the white guys probably played a little, you know, Chesney or, or Eric Church. That's out. You got to, you know, dress uh, differently and act differently and talk differently. But hey, whatever it takes, you know, you were, you, I'm sure they have some uh, uh, good jobs there at Coke. They don't want to blow them, more lose them. So you got to stick, uh, got to follow the directive and be less white. We did that Monday. Who was on with me? We were trying Mute. to be. It was on, yeah. Mute and Dave and I were all trying to be less white. Uh, how do you think we did, uh, Turtle? <laughs> Uh, didn't really work. You guys the are only, really white. Really, the only white. one whiter than me is Cullinane, and uh, I, don't, I don't know. Ellie's pretty white. Ellie's pretty white. Although I'm doing my best, guys. I'm trying over here. I'm doing. I'm my the best. diversity higher here. If any. Yeah. Right. Well, no. We uh, like I was saying, we have a uh, a quota, or should I say, an affirmative action program. Or at least in my world, I only hire the mentally ill. And uh, let's. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh no never never too soon it's uh it's you know we like to get it out in the open you like to get it yeah, out. i don't care are you doing okay oh, yeah, i am i'm like once you get consumed in work and block the right people and just don't let it you know it, it's much better like i'm the, my stress now is back to work stress like i got all these freaking stories i want to write and i don't have enough time that's my new stress so that's a good thing no it it's seems healthy. keep writing blogs about people who actually could show up and kill you it seems like a healthy <laughs> healthy, healthy pivot who's gonna kill me i'm not writing about people gonna kill me you think that woman the guy that you know rosie Rand paul she's gonna show up in my house i think a lot of people want to show up your it's house a good, it's a good question i've known people um who've had issues as well and is always other people, individuals who trigger them, whether it's someone you work with or, 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 you know, someone, you know, that you've covered or just someone in your world that triggers you, that gets on and gets under your skin's kind of a trivial, uh, trite way to put it, but someone who hits a nerve. And I know you have those people and I understand why, cause you got bigger balls than anybody in the business and you don't hesitate to go after people. And, uh, they sometimes threaten to go after you. And, uh, I mean, but you do look, you look much better. You don't, you look much better than Tiger did Sunday with Jim Nance when he did that interview and looked as, as, uh, as OJ said, looked like he was on something, but, uh, uh, so you're not worried about anybody like blowing your house up. No, it's all just talk, Jerry. You, these words on a computer right. screen. Plus, the good part about living in Central Mass is they can't afford the gas money that people use. <laughs> That's not you're, you're, Maybe they're willing to invest, you know, 15 right, minutes into right, right. Me, two hours is a stretch. Uh, I always say Twitter threats, they're not real threats. The world is different. And, you know, 20 years ago, you used to get a letter that said, I know where you live, where you work, where you park. I'm going to kill you. That used to get your attention. Now, when you get a tweet that says that, you go, whatever, it's a tweet. Some It could be, it's you know. Same people on Twitter, Jerry. I swear, this one guy makes like 50 accounts. I don't know how Twitter keeps letting him do it. And I just block him every time. And I go to see who he follows. It's just me. There's a guy that just makes accounts. Right, right. I got I got a couple of those guys, too. In fact, there's one guy that does it to you and me. Is uh, right. 
his Twitter bio says, I, I hate Turtle Boy and Callahan. And oh, that, all he does is threaten you. And then we block him. He, he comes back and does it because his whole life is just. That sounds he, like your relationship with Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Their relationship with us is your relationship with Michael Che. Well, I like uh, this. I like what Turtle Boy does. This the last time I said something Pete Davidson said on a Monday. We talked about you know, oh, nobody watched, nobody cares. The next week, all anyone talked about on any talk show was what Pete Save Davidson did. I know you don't watch. You love that guy. But sometimes, uh, it's like I'll never let Turtle Boy forget this either. I think it was sometime around you know September, October. And I mentioned Dr. Fauci and Turtle Boy said, who's that? I never well, that heard of March. In March, you mentioned it. Right? <laughs> like, Who the hell is Dr. Fauci? Uh, and you, that was back when you were a fan. You were like, oh, he's a great doctor. So what's worse, being a fan? Well, everyone was for a couple of weeks because we thought he knew what he was doing and we thought he was on the level. Now he's a total quack and a total uh, egomaniac that nobody respects, except for MSNBC and CNN, where, where he's a full-time contributor. I mean, nobody who's paying attention has any respect for flip-flop Fauci, the, the highest paid. We didn't know back then that he was the highest paid person in the federal government. I guess he his full-time job is going on CNN with Dana Bash and, you know, John yeah. Berman and these morning people. And uh, and he makes 417000 And he just won an award from, I think, from Israel or somewhere. And he got a million dollars cash as a prize. For being such a tireless public servant, like Jesse, but, but, but that he gets to distribute, right? He gets to choose the charities that the. Oh, money. I thought he got to keep it. He oh gets no, no. Now I wonder. I do wonder if he gets that as like a tax write-off in some capacity. If it's like his name making these donations, I don't know. But I don't yeah. know. I mean, he's eighty years old. What the hell's he got to do? I mean, why does he so worried about losing power? These people are insane. He's eighty. He's been in the federal government for fifty years. And he obviously is hanging on to power with both hands, and he's worried about losing his, his control over our lives. I feel like saying, don't you have a beach house? You're fabulously wealthy. Don't you have grandkids or great-grandkids to go spend time with? Is it? I mean, can you just take the little mic off and get go back to work maybe? All he does is sit there and talk. And by the way, on Monday, he says one thing. Tuesday, something totally different. Wednesday, back to what he said. Monday, Thursday. I mean, just flip-flop, flip-flop. And nobody seems to call him out uh, except for, you know, Tucker <laughs> or, or Laura. He spends all his time on MSNBC and CNN now. But anyway. Like, like our friend Jesse Kelly says, like – Fauci, the, the last thing in the world he wants to end is coronavirus. Coronavirus right. is the best thing that ever happened to him. I didn't know who he was before this. You did, but a lot of people didn't. And now we do. The steak dinners end. The Dana Bash friendship ends. Like, this all ends the second a viral disease goes away. Right. Well, did you see the, one of the – I don't want to spend a lot of time on him, but there's a video, which is amazing. When there was a bowl a – bowl, there's two videos when it, we had Ebola. When was Ebola? Like uh, 15 years ago or something, Ebola? Oh, I forgot about Ebola. So oh. Ebola, he was, you know, obviously leading the effort, lead word, leading up, the world's leading epidemiologist was leading the effort against Ebola. So he says two things. One, he says, we can't lock down. You know, quarantines aren't the answer. Lockdowns, you know, aren't worth the trouble. It comes out uh, vocally uh, against lockdowns and he does this stunt. He gets a whole spacesuit on, like a, like a John Kerry spacesuit, and 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 uh, um, does a diagnosis of an Ebola patient. And if you read about it, the whole thing was for the cameras. He does a performance for the TV cameras with an Ebola patient in a complete, you know, uh, uh, what a hazmat suit. 
he was a camera hog back then when he was you know, a young pike pup of 70. Now he's out of control. Now he's everywhere. Hang on. Hold that thought. I got to talk about our new sponsor, GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. As we all know, uniform professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, you are eligible for free membership in GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. The site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month, GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast and easy and totally free. Become a member today and use code Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com. Savings for those who serve. Well, let's wrap it up with Andrew Cuomo because I think there's nothing more gratifying, satisfying than watching a guy face justice that you know, and you said it, we had nothing to do with it. Janice Dean had nothing to do with it. Obviously, the New York Post and the and uh, Fox News and talk radio, they knew what kind of criminal he was, but he wasn't going to pay any price until, you know, his own party got involved. And to their credit, I mean, everyone knows what he did on March 25th, and everyone knows he covered up, and everyone knows he lied. Here's what we don't know, Turtle Boy, is Will, and, and obviously his, his top chief of staff got caught she told New York Democrats that they, quote, froze when they um, covered up his crimes because they were afraid that Trump would make an issue of it. So they lied and said they didn't send coronavirus patients into the nursing home. So they lied. They covered it up continuously for months. And you have a chief of staff and another uh, aide who are gone on the record, essentially, incriminating him. So the the noose is tightening, the walls are closing in, all those terms we used to hear about Trump and Russia, you know? It's about to, to come tumbling down on Cuomo. And in that and that blog post that she did, she I mean she brought receipts with her. You know sure what I mean? Like, it wasn't just it wasn't just tweets out. She well, had receipts and emails and texts and but it, Cuomo's it, already denying his his office already put out a thing denying it and they're saying that they they put out the flight manifest and it but then the flight manifest ended up having her on it. No, nobody, you can't read this because you said it like it's, it's just so characteristic of him, you know, bully loud and he's going to get his way. And he's, and, and they called him a love gov. Cause he, you know, he liked the, he liked the ladies and s- nobody believes that he didn't occasionally, you know, force himself on one if he wanted to. And this woman, Lindsay Boylan lays it out and it is. One hundred percent believable. Um, can you tweet that out on the show account? I tweeted yeah, the blog post yesterday. The blog post. My story of working with Governor Cuomo lead. Let's play strip poker. It's kind of weird. There were people. It was on a plane. I guess he was just flirting. But you're uh, Chris Cuomo will be the last one on an island. He'll be defending him, and no one else will. And eventually, he'll have to uh, quit. But it's just so great because as conservatives, we see. 
people get away. We saw Hillary Clinton. We see people get away with stuff. James Comey, Clapper, Brennan, Strzok. We see these people get away with so much. I don't think he's getting away with a turtle boy. I think there's just too much evidence and too many people have turned on him and too many Democrats have turned on him and there's too much here. There's just too when much. When does he come in? What year? Is he uh, got two more years and he was planning on running again. He loves to be king of New York, just like his old man. Well, he wouldn't win again if he ran it. Like he'd get, he got a primary he's, challenge last time by the chick from Sex in the City. She almost beat him, didn't she? His, his approval rating's like 60%. They, in Democrats, you know, they don't, watch Fox news or read the post. They read the New York times, which is full of propaganda and lies. So, so that's why, you know, like Charlie Baker's approval ratings, like 70%, the guy who's destroyed the, the Massachusetts economy, the guy who's put thousands of businesses under, who's put a million people out of work and his approval ratings, like 70% because the globe obviously tells nothing but lies and, and you know, other media people, they like him and they have his back. So people ignore what he's done to the state. They ignore how he's destroyed the economy. But whatever, we got we got the facts. Justice is coming. The 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 the, the knock is coming at the door for for uh, Andrew Cuomo. He's like the warden in uh, Shawshank. The the police cars are coming down the road, and he doesn't know what to do. That's when he pulls the gun out and puts it under here. Oh, I saw. That's, that's a good move. We talk about Shawshank, Jerry. Who was? Who were you saying that like? Like what liberals? I mean, I know there's just the generic like uh, you would mention the Sex and the City woman who ran against him or whatever. She has this woman's back. She tweeted out, but like, who else has come out that you saw that was calling out Cuomo yesterday? This guy Ron Kim was the yeah. assemblyman that yeah. threatened him, which is key. And then, but this is this like a, I mean, with the nursing homes and now this, this is a one-two punch that like this should be okay. a universal. Throw this guy under the bus and move. How hard is this? You literally put infected people into nursing homes. It's like all of a sudden they were like, "Oh yeah, that's not good." No, you know what, no. You know what makes it more? Well, first of all, you have the receipts. You have the order on March twenty-fifth. You've seen it tweeted. Secondly, he lied and covered it up, which is again often worse than the crime. In this case. He lied over and over again. I mean, the other day, just see what he said that we didn't put nursing home. Uh, we didn't put coronavirus patients in nursing homes. The virus got into the nursing homes through the people who work there, the food service workers, the nurses. He blames everybody. Yeah, I came it's in through the frozen tacos. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Then he blames, you know, uh, Fox News and Trump and God, and he blames everybody. But himself, it's so typical. It doesn't so matter how it got in, Jerry. The fact is it got in, and you're the governor, and it happened under your watch. So if the rule is that Trump, it's all Trump's fault, right? He didn't do enough to stop the spread. Well, this is your state, and what'd you do? He was ripping Trump yesterday, but here's where it's really going to, I mean, it's over for Cuomo, but this will get even better. If there's some proof that the reason he did what he did was because, and you know, the comfort ship was in the harbor there. The comfort ship was right there. The Javits Center was empty. He didn't use them because he, and, and I, I think this is true and I hope it's proven that he thought Trump would get credit. If they used the comfort ship and it was had a bunch of coronavirus patients on it and it was running great, that would have made Trump look good. And we know people like Cuomo, tyrants and dirtbags like Cuomo and, and Newsom and Whitmer and Baker, their whole world revolved around helping Biden and making Trump look bad. So if, if he did that, if he used the ship, it would have saved, you know, 15,000 lives, but it might have made the evil orange man look good. And he couldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. If that comes out, 
a great story gets even greater and better. I mean, this, that, that'll just be amazing, but I'm enjoying it. I hope everyone else is enjoying it. If you're not, you don't know what you're missing. Cause it is a great thing to watch a, a dirt bag like this face justice, uh, just be cornered like the rat that he is. He does not know what to do at this point. He's lying, telling lies upon lies. He's got some friends in the media, including his little brother, but they're bailing quick. And for good reason, he's guilty as hell and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. But we got others to get to, not not people quite as bad as as Andrew Cuomo. I mean, he's he's the worst. He's awful. But uh, um, I got to I got to get to the Hunter Biden story at some point. But I want to do Obama. But did you spend any time, Turtle Boy? We played some of it. Uh, was it yesterday? We played some of the Obama Springs. A couple scenery. days ago. Yeah. No, we were right ago. on the release, Jerry. You were right. You were active as soon as that thing was out there. We were. That's right. I listened. I mean, it came. There's never been a podcast with more buildup, more hype, than. And I know you're excited about it, Turtle Boy. You got Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen teaming up teaming up to do a podcast, a 55 minute podcast with um, 48 people behind the scenes helping out. Like I told you too, by the way, it, I told you like they can control how successful this is. It was, I'm a Spotify guy through and through. I listened to it nonstop. It was front and center. Like you were, you were not getting away from this podcast. If you use Spotify this week, it's still going on. So they can create a monster with this thing if they want to. And there's eight of them. I got that yeah, right. Yeah, really so far. I mean, yep. the first one, they came out of the gate strong. Um, um, Springsteen fell asleep. Obama talked about himself and how, how, how he struggled when he was on a you know sixth grade tennis team. And the coach said something racist and how always oh, upbringing was so awful as a wealthy young man in, in Hawaii playing sports and going to the beach, it was rough. It was rough. And then he had to go to you know six different colleges on the all for free. Tough, tough time growing up as Barack Obama. And of course, as Bruce Springsteen, uh, who, two billionaires who call themselves renegades uh, talking about how tough it is to make it in America. Somehow I don't think it's going to be a huge hit. I know, you're right. Spotify will fudge the numbers. They'll promote the hell out of it. They will pretend it's somehow a game-changing podcast. But I don't think, first of all, th there's like th there's like no conflict. There's no real, you know, there's no real debate of any kind. It's just two guys talking about themselves and agreeing on everything. Right? Which is usually, which is usually a good, you know, if it were like uh, two guys just shooting the shit as friends and talking about like news of the day, like we do or something, I'm all in. But they clearly have a have a purpose as to why they're they're putting out eight episodes of this. Yeah, for, purpose, for unity. Purpose is to dump all over the United States of America, which is what they do because it's been so so tough on the two of them. This country's been so bad for the both of them. Um, but we played perhaps the worst cut of uh, episode one. Two minutes of Springsteen just rambling incoherently. Um, but the highlight of episode two, which I have not gone and listened to the entire thing yet, and I probably won't, to be honest with you, but the one, the takeaway that made uh, that made Twitter and made all their little uh, promotional um, tweets and I assume Facebook posts and everything else, they're getting more promotion than any podcast ever, was... Barack Obama, and again, all they talk about is how racist everybody is and how tough it was growing up. Barack Obama tells a story of a friend who called him a racial slur, so he socked him. Turtle oh, boy, he broke he broke his he broke his jaw, which right there and then, 
makes me question Barack Smollett. I don't picture him being able to break any. I mean, he's got little bird hands. He's very, very thin. I can't picture him hitting someone in the jaw and breaking his jaw, but whatever. I haven't heard I, this audio. Does Cully have I, it? Yeah, yeah, I got Cully it. Cully has. I haven't heard it either. I just read about it, but I want to let you judge, let me judge, Ooh, and okay. uh, our listeners judge, and whether we believe this or is this another, you know, Jesse Smollett story where a guy's just making it up and as he goes along. Because the same thing happened yeah. to me. Listen, when I was in school, I had a friend. We played basketball together. And one time we got in a fight, and he called me a coon. Now, first of all, ain't no coons in Hawaii, right? So, God, crazy. You know, it's one of those things where he might not even know what a coon was. What he knew was, I can hurt you by saying this. And I remember I popped him in the face and broke his nose. Oh. And we were in the locker room. Well done. And suddenly blood's <laughs> pouring down. And it was just reactive. I just, yeah. I said, what? And I popped him. And he said, why'd you do that? <laughs> and I explained to him, I said, don't you ever call me something like that. Bang. I'll take things that never happened for $500, Alex. <laughs> uh, first of all, like for ain't like this whole South side thing, like Obama, you're a prep school guy. You're the president. No, stop. You can just drop that right there. Nobody's buying that anymore. Like You shouldn't be selling it. Uh, and number two, he said it was a white guy that called him the C-O-O-N? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. First of all, that's wrong. I tell you why that's wrong, because that is what black people call other black people who they think are not sufficiently black. Like uh, Candace Owens gets called that word all the time that's by true. black people. That is not a racial slur that white people use on black people. It's a racial slur that black people use on black people. Is it still a, a slur people use? It sounds like something Archie Bunker would say. It no, it's like societally acceptable. Like, you know, like you don't get censored for using, if you're black and you call a conservative black person that word, it's standard. Uh, well, here's two reasons I question it, and uh, I don't believe it, but, you know, at least he tells it convincingly. You didn't hear us play the uh, Springsteen. Can you cue up Springsteen from episode one just to play a little bit so Turtle Boy can get a taste of it? Yeah, yeah. Before, we'll no, before he dives in on all eight episodes. But here's two reasons that I have my doubts on this is one, what guy, even if you're a high school kid in Hawaii, a little, you know, soft little beach bum Hawaii kid, what guy gets punched in the nose? His nose is broken, he's bleeding, and he doesn't fight back. He just sits there and says, Why did you do that? Who would do that? Yeah, then never. And how old did he say how old he was? He was in high school. So what high school kid? High school kids, they get the, you know, the testosterone or whatever. You know, it is running hot. And I mean, when you were in high school, there were fights every day in the locker room on the basketball court. What kid, even if you're a big puss, would take a punch to the nose, get his nose broken, and not come out swinging? What well, he was the enforcer, Jerry. Uh, 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 Barry, Barry the enforcer. That's what they used Barry, to call him. We, we know, just one punch. He just knocked him out. One punch. He, but he, no, but he just said, he's, if, he, if he knocked him out, I would say, fine, That at least the story makes sense. But he said he hit him in the nose, broke his nose, blood everywhere. And the kid said, why did you do that, Barry? And that wouldn't work that way. The kid would come fighting back. Everybody, anybody would, any self-respecting guy. Second reason. He's now written three books essentially about himself. You know, my father's whatever dreams. And I mean, no one's ever read them, but he's written three books. The latest one is 800 pages and it's like volume one. The guy's 59 years old. He's got three biographies out. He's not, he's not one to hold back. Let's be honest. If it comes to 
uh, embellishing a story to make him look good, to sell his book, to sell his story, he will do it. A lot of guys do that. Why would you not include this story in any of your books? It's a good question. I mean, I, I just love the way he nonchalantly puts that. Like, oh, yes, you know, I pop him. And, you know, when I punch somebody, it's not a small punch. Your jaw breaks because I'm Obama. It was rare that I did something like that. But as I just had to let this guy in the playground know, you know, who runs this joint? Who's the king of Maui this week? I am. I run this island. <laughs> the king of Maui. That's him. Uh, <laughs> the king of what's the, what's the most exclusive part of Hawaii? I don't know. But, you know. He, the, in this, in the first episode, he said another racial incident was when he was on the ten. He was twelve years old. He was on the tennis team, and he looked at the brackets, the seedings for the tournament, and he touched the the paper, the sheet is on on the hung, hanging on the wall, and the coach said, uh, "Be careful. the 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 color of your skin might rub off on the paper." And that was him. Never heard that story. That's another story he's telling. That's another story, and I'm thinking. Oh. I mean, if you're going to talk about being oppressed or being a victim or being of racism, you know, fine. I believe it. I believe he's had incidents in his past and in the in the seventies. But a tennis coach on the tennis team in Hawaii—you really think? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't exactly Selma in the you know the whatever the fifties or the forties, uh, but. Whatever. Here's the problem they have. And it's not a problem because no one's going to call them out. Everyone's going to say how wonderful. I said this earlier yesterday. I said, I know a group of middle-aged white sports writers who will listen to every one of these episodes and say how wonderful it is because Springsteen is God to them. And, you know, they, they, they're so happy Springsteen beat the rap because of white liberal privilege. He didn't get charged with drunk drive or they dropped the charge of drunk driving and just gave him some ticket for whatever for having eventually by the way springsteen is gonna say something ridiculous that's gonna catch kirk minahan's uh radar and the question is will kirk turn on him the way that he turned on brandy love and somebody like that the answer to you is no he will not turn on him he's he will defend him to the end i think um but um springsteen and a Barack Obama have the same problem that like Cuomo has or Biden has is they've lived their whole life being coddled, essentially being idolized, especially these two. These two, Obama and Springsteen, are living icons in, in, in America, especially to liberals and you know, middle-aged white people adore them, worship them. They can say anything. They can make up any story and they're not going to get called out. They're They're their audience, their core audience, their those people will believe anything, accept anything. Listen to Springsteen from the first episode and tell me that any honest person, I don't care who it is, could say this is an interesting podcaster and, or that he's uh, um, uh, bringing, <laughs> bringing the energy to this product that they're peddling. A teenager in the 60s and not be aware that race was... Race was the fundamental issue of the day, you know. In America, you know, we have loved black people and brown people when they're entertaining us. But when they want to live next door, we remain a tribal society. You know, it's part of our tragicness. You know, that, that continues, obviously, to this day, you know. Um... And I don't think I, I don't think it's ever been more. Jesus Christ! 
Oh my God. More essential. Is he crying? Subject as it is. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> at this very moment. Uh, is he? Um, <laughs> you watch the audio, Colleen. I just listened. Yeah. Is he distracted? Is he watching TV? No, he's, no, he's, he's in the zone. He's so completely thoughtful. Topic. It's yeah. making me cry. Like <laughs> what? And during this, because again, I I listened. I saw the clips. Uh, because Spotify is promoting the hell out of it, and them just sitting around a table. There's a bunch of guitars, and there's a bunch of drinks, and a couple of shots of Patron on the table. But is Obama nodding off during Springsteen's little diatribes? Because no, this is this is an intimate conversation oh. amongst friends. This is how my conversations go when I <laughs> when I get the microphone up for my friends, and and when we have a couple of drinks and have some chats. Well, well, that's how many six more episodes? Can't yes. wait. Yes, and, uh, you might have missed this too, Turtle Boy. But I counted at the end how many uh, people that in the credits, producers, engineers, and Ooh. assistants. Were him. Um, take a guess. Cullen guessed fifteen. He came up a little short. Fifteen percent or fifteen total? Fifteen total. How many people they give credit to at the end, and they list them all on the audio on the video, right, Dave? Uh, yes, they list all the so people. They list them all, and they announce their names at the end of a 55-minute podcast that included two guys, one song, and like two cuts. But a huge budget. A huge budget. Oh, you for think? Sure. 48. Uh, I would guess at least 20. 48 people. 48. <laughs> and we got Cully doing it by himself. Yes, we got Cullen Ain, which coincidentally has a 48 IQ. So, yeah. you know, I, I can relate. But anyway. All right, we'll we'll uh, move on. We'll listen to the. Is it ever, how often do they come out, Dave? They come out on weekends. Uh, I actually don't. I I would assume they're going to come out weekly, but they just released oh. the first two, so I, I would assume that they're they should have just dropped all eight. They should have. I might have to but. do like with SNL. I might have to hate listen because uh, a they're just making stuff up, and and I love when to catch people when they're just making up stuff, and uh, b it's going to be there's going to be a lot of uh, people lying to us about how great it is. And you know how that story sounds a lot like Jerry corn pop corn pop, right? It sounds, it's very eerily similar to corn pop. No, it is true. And, and, and you make a good point because here's one of when elected officials or celebrities get in trouble is when they try to establish their tough guy credentials. Cause God knows we know like, like Biden's been in DC for 50 years. He's been a Senator, a vice president, He's had mansions everywhere. He's been taking, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars from the Chinese, whatever. He's he's very rich, very pampered, very insulated, but he wants you to think he's a tough guy from Irish guy from Scranton, where he lived till he was like six years old. But so they make up stories about, yeah, I punched him in the nose and broke his nose. No, the I mean, chain, you got the chain. If right, the chain with corn pop, or I want to take him behind the gym and kick his ass. And they're like, it's like, what? I mean, that's why, that's why I said the tough guy act only goes so far when you're he's still doing the tough guy. He's challenging fat to a push-up competition in New Hampshire. That's right. right. And I always try to fight guys like easy there, Joe. Hey, we're a month in and daily we get these videos, these audios of Biden losing his way. And oh, really, we're a month in. Like he is a million times worse than Obama, Jerry. They're already. Do you see in Connecticut those? Uh, tra so remember that last year those transgender, uh, the, the reg whatever the cisgender girls sued. Yes. Well, the federal, the um, the attorney general's office, they backed them up. They were part of that lawsuit. They have now dropped their support for that. So right. they're just abandoning those girls in Connecticut, and right. it's little things like that that like Joe Biden doesn't know is happening because he's not running the country. 
The people Good that point. are pulling the strings are the ones doing that stuff. And I feel like Obama wouldn't have done that. Right. I, I And you and I talked about it many times. Is I don't understand why Trump didn't make it a bigger issue. It's such a winning issue. he's a freaking moron, Jerry. We call him a moron. We call him yeah. this guy who watches Saturday Night Live and writes cough <laughs> He's probably waiting for them to call. I think he's going to host again because he hosted before he was president. Want to get back on Facebook or Twitter? Did you see that? Yes, I want him back on Twitter. Just to I just to see him tweet about Mitch McConnell or tweet about Andrew Cuomo. They should let him tweet again. But uh, um, Biden, you're right. Biden doesn't know the particulars of the various executive orders. If he did, you know, he, he still pretends he's a moderate, but he does nothing but uh, nominate crazy radicals. Uh, Merrick Garland, as attorney general, was asked about biological boys participating in girls' sports and kicking ass and ruining girls' sports. And he said, that's a really tough societal question. I don't know what to say. And I'm going, it is really not a tough question. It's a simple question. You say, of course, biological boys shouldn't be allowed to beat up on girls. And 90% of the public agrees with you. It's such a radical opinion that it uh, it, it kind of proves the point that the guy, that the people running things are crazy radicals who are outnumbered, but they get the power, man. They got, they got the presidency and those kids, the girls, I remember, as I say all the time, I remember when girls mattered. Well, girls don't matter anymore. Transgender rights, Trump, the rights. Transgenders are girls, Jerry. Don't you know? Okay, biological girls don't matter anymore. It's it's true. Right. I, I see the girl. She was on yesterday. Um, Smith, I forget her first name. It's Lee Smith's daughter, the old Red Sox. Uh, yeah, she's old, one of the ones that sued, right? Yeah, she's still. She was on TV. She's suing, and she is out front, and she's good, and she's articulate. She makes a great case. But again, to Democrats, girls don't matter. But we'll do this another day. I know you're you're like a national uh, you know, authority on this, an expert on this. And I think it's a great topic because I think the people making the decisions are so vastly outnumbered, but they have the power so they can foist this radical position and say, you know, let the, 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 and the more people see it, because once you see the video of the guys, just of the biological guys, transgender girls dominating these races, you can't say anything other than it's not fair. It's clearly not fair. It's clearly wrong, but you know what? the the feelings of the minority and i mean the really small minority somehow trump the rights of these 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 poor girls are getting their ass kicked but i right, before we go we got let me let me do shay and let me get to uh, a couple other things before we go including one of your excellent blogs and i think you should write about hunter biden because no one else is hunter biden is the most interesting guy <laughs> <laughs> the most interesting guy uh, in the in the first family. Put it that way. We got we got an update on Crazy Hunter, which will be completely ignored by the mainstream media. But first, let me tell you about Shay and what Shay could do for you. They could build you a retaining wall. If you need a retaining wall, these are your guys. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020. Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes 
designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. All right, this is from, of course, the Daily Mail. It's got to be either the New York Post or the Daily Mail. It's certainly not going to be from anyone in, uh, you know, uh, mainstream media. But I, I tweeted it out, and I'm telling you, even if you think Hunter Biden is, you know, not relevant because he's not the president, he's not elected, he's a colorful character. Can we agree with that, Turtle Boy? I, I was giving you some of the details before we started recording and we were just laughing. I wonder how many people even know, like there was a poll of Democrat voters who said they would not have supported Biden if they knew the truth about, about Hunter, which leads me to the conclusion that the, the election was rigged. Not yeah, by, I, I agree in that aspect. If you want by, to go that right, but say, by right. big tech, by Facebook and Twitter who suppressed the news about Hunter Perfectly legitimate news. It hurt their guys, so they suppressed it. People missed it. They didn't get the full picture. They voted accordingly. That's corruption by any definition. And they'll do the same here. Not that it's going to affect an election. But I wonder how people realize what an absolute lunatic, what an animal Hunter Biden is. Let's just quick run down, see if he can keep up. He left his wife and his two daughters for his brother's widow. His brother, Bo, died. And this was not long after Bo died. He left his wife, started sleeping with his brother's widow. Time out. Time out. Why does she get a pass in all this then? That's kind of, I mean, you're the one you're sleeping. She's with. grieving. She's lonely. I don't know. Right. Hunter. That's how you grieve. Hunter Biden. <laughs> hey, that's, we all no, that's not how you grieve. That's how you party. We, we all grieve in different ways, pal. I, I, some, um, yeah, some of us, you know, eat a bunch of chocolate. Others <laughs> run and jump on Hunter Biden's lap. Yeah, some people drink or some people smoke crack and bang their brother's widow. Yeah, it happens. No big deal. So, yeah, her, uh, what, what's her name? Elizabeth? Elizabeth. No, uh, uh, um, that Bo's widow. What a scummy thing to do. No, what I'm sorry, Haley. Haley. That's why he didn't run in 2016, you know. Bo's, Bo's widow was Haley. The sister was Elizabeth. Okay, Haley is the widow. He's sleeping with Haley, his brother's widow, not long after his brother died. While he's sleeping with Haley, he's having an affair with Elizabeth, who is Haley's sister, his brother's widow's sister. And because he's such a moron or he's oh, his sister-in-law's sister, right? Yes, yes, yes. His brother's widow's sister, sister-in-law's sister. But while he's doing this kind of creepy thing, sleeping with his brother's widow, he's also <laughs> sleeping with his brother's widow's sister. And it's all on the laptop. We got the texts. And he uh, tells her, they tell each other they love. They, they're FaceTiming while he's in the shower. <laughs> I swear to God. Which I don't know how you don't get the phone wet, but I guess you you got one hand hold it out like this, and the oh, other. Some hand people know how to do that, or the tub. <laughs> yeah. I always feel like when I read about Hunter, I've lived such a sheltered, simple, boring life. You can get a phone to work in a shower, Jerry. You'd be surprised. She says he, he texts her. He says, "What you doing? We should shower together by Facetime every morning or night when we're up. Stress relief. 
I will teach you how to masturbate. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He's saying that to a woman? To his brother's widow's sister. Yes. Come on, come on, come on. Please process this for a minute. So this woman, this grown woman, doesn't know how to masturbate on her own. How does a guy oh, teach like you know who could teach me how to masturbate? Uh, my brother, my brother-in-law, my you know my husband, my dead husband's brother Hunter, the crackhead. He can teach me how to fiddle the bean. Uh, how does a guy teach you? I mean, first of all, aren't you born knowing how to do that? Isn't it kind of like something it's different with women, Jerry? It's different. I don't even know how it works with women, but guys are born knowing how to do that. It's one of yeah. I mean, it's a natural thing for guys, but like with women, there's techniques, huh? there's different devices, there's a lot of tricks of the trade. Well, he wants to teach her. He wants to teach her. And including in the Daily Mail story, of course, is all back and forth. I love you. I miss you. I can't wait to see you while he's with us. And during this time, I got to get the date straight, but during this time, he knocks up a stripper. And, and she has the baby, and he denies it's his. She takes him to court, forces a DNA test, proves it's his. And then has to, I believe, sue him again for money to get support. So, and this is the grandchild that Joe Biden denies he has. Best move she ever made, by the way. If you're like an Arkansas stripper, who who better to knock you up than Hunter Biden? The checks are going to keep coming for life. She's good. she's all set, right? I was yeah, I, I can imagine she could. Well, I was going to say sell her story, but it would have to be to you know one of two or three places: New York Post or everyone else will pretend she doesn't exist. We got pictures of her too. She's pretty hot. The uh, a strip. I mean, I guess for strippers, gotta be. I mean, she's. Uh, uh, her name is L Luden, Lud London, London Roberts. Chased him through the courts to take a DNA uh, test, confirm confirming the daughter is his. The daughter's name Navy, like Navy Blue, Navy. But people are working too hard for names, man. Navy. I don't know Navy. if it's Navy. I don't know if it's Navy Biden, but when you hear Joe talk about his grandkids, he leaves her out. Yeah, you know, how come she, she wasn't there on election night or not? No, no, it's not her fault. You too. And then they got all the pictures. Oh, my God. They got, he's taking selfies of himself. Is that him? In the mirror, naked. <laughs> this guy is, he was a rubber with the stripper in Arkansas. That's what I, like, that is, what good question. the hell is he thinking? I know, good question. He's not. And, and you see why, because this includes all the pictures of him, like, passed out in the, with a crack pipe in his mouth or passed out in the bathtub with a cigarette or taking a picture. He's got a wild tattoo on his back too. He's a wild man. He's so, and he's got a biography coming, a memoir coming out in uh, the spring, like in April or May. And they gave him a big advance, a couple of different uh, accounts of whether it's a million or 2 million. And I say, it's worth it. If he tells the truth, if he tells the details of this life, it would be worth two million bucks. It'd be worth yeah, it. Eventually. I mean, once Joe dies and he has nothing politically to lose, why not? Plus, won't it be part of his rehab where you have to just come clean and tell everything? Twelve but steps. It's it's too bad the media is in such cover-up mode and protecting Biden because the story is wild. And I ask this all the time. I'll ask it again. Can you imagine, Turtle Boy, if this were Don Jr. or Eric Trump, who did this, who left their wife? For their brother's widow, cheated on their brother's widow with their brother's widow's sister while banging a stripper, denying the baby was hers, and smoking crack on camera. Hmm. Uh, 
I mean, you think I mean, that the Trumps have the Trump kids have is just stealing chicks from Gavin Newsom. <laughs> that's, that's, that's or, or you know, no, they also kill. They kill uh, big game, big game hunters. They oh hunt. yeah, big game hunters, very bad. And man. that bothers people. That bothers people more than anything Hunter did. But you're right. Maybe someday, because how about if we make a deal? He doesn't have to give up all the millions he took from China. Or he doesn't have to testify. Just be on. Tell us about your life because it's pretty wild, and it would everyone is interested in what a lunatic you are. But and maybe people will feel bad for Joe. Say he has to have this this ne'er do well as his only living son. He has to deal with this screwball. It can't be easy. But anyway, yeah. One of your one. I do. I want to get to one of your uh, blog posts over. Uh, I think it was this week. What day it was? But. It is so indicative of this place we live. I mean, the whole country and much of the country. Oh, by the way, I wanted to uh, uh, make sure you knew something. In the new uh, rescue bill, whatever they call it, the the you know the bailout for uh, coronavirus, the mm -hmm. one point nine trillion. Yep. There's I think a hundred and eighty billion in there. I heard Biden announce it. You know what it's for, Turtle Boy? What unit? community activists you know what that means uh that your friend monica, uh, monica cannon grant rock thrower is going to get millions it's for community activists and they're going to give them money and say could you encourage people to get vaccinated so these people this grift of these community activists who are allegedly you know helping people convince people the vaccine is safe are going to cash in but that's not my favorite blog lots of them are good but Anything that involves making the globe, uh, anything that involves the globe is good. But you have a blog of these just these awful, nosy, uh, miserable people walking by a restaurant, seeing oh, people. Oh, uh, the Roxbury one. Yeah, they walk by a restaurant. This woman from uh, the uh, Rosie Randall, we call her. She she looks in the window and sees people are actually having a decent time, enjoying their lunch. There's ten people. Ten people. She takes pictures, goes on Facebook, and starts demanding whatever. They get busted. It just, I mean, when is this going to end? When when are we going to be? I can't believe it still happened. I mean, Jerry, when I go out to restaurants now, like I said, we went out a couple weeks ago on a Friday night. Couldn't get a seat at a restaurant. You couldn't find a seat anywhere. And like everywhere I look, it's just packed. Nobody's buying, at least in Worcester. Like people are not buying into this. I don't know what it's like in Boston, if this is still taboo, if it's like you're not allowed to, but like, Nobody cares. People are going out anyway. And I didn't know people were still pretending they're eating. Did you, I, I did not know this. They had a rule, I guess Baker put in that you have to put your mask on between bites. Nobody does that at any restaurants. Like, Ooh, the restaurants okay. I mean, I, I, but here, I will say this turtle boy, everybody's masked up. I mean, everybody in Boston, there's nobody walking, running, dog walking, nothing. I'm the only one out there without a mask. And you know, I get dirty looks all day. And when I'm by myself running, of course, I don't wear a mask because I'm not a, an idiot. But these, and you got a picture of this Karen, and she just looks like looks the part, and she feels compelled to take a picture of the restaurant. And you're right, ten people in there. They're not next. They're not on top of each other, drinking, eating, living their life. We will have none of that. Then we find out the same restaurant hosted an event for Jeff Deal, who's a Republican. So they get the Globe involved to say, "Oh, these awful people who are actually what did they catch him doing?" eating a buffet style meal yeah without masks on taking selfies like the that's when the globe gets in on it. you know they had their eye on it they probably saw this from the group 
And they're like, we're going to keep an eye on this restaurant. And then Jeff Deal is invited. That's two strikes, Jerry. You know, now, right. now you're you're letting people be free and you're hosting this guy who's to the right of Charlie Baker and wants to run against him for governor. Uh, you know, probably a QAnon guy. We can all assume <laughs> QAnon, white supremacist, all that stuff. So you got to shut that down. Uh, and you got to let the people know that this, I mean, this is the newspaper of record. This is the kind of things they're writing about, like a bunch of people in a room eating food, taking pictures, you know, update at 10. Surely long and, gone. And, and the, here, here's what I would love to see you do is Kat, do you think, you know, Shirley Long, obviously the, the, the horrible human being who works at the Globe, or, you know, John Henry, the owner, or Linda Pazu, the owner. Do you think they ever go to, I don't know, restaurants? Do you think they ever get together with friends? Do you think they're, uh, you know, enjoying themselves with other people ever? Of course they are. It's all just performance art. They don't really believe this is anything egregious. Nobody does. Nobody does. Go out and live your life. Luckily, things are looking up, Jerry. I did all rant on this the other night about the schools. Charlie Baker's, uh, the DESE, is finally forcing schools by April. They said remote learning no longer counts as the hours. So now they have to go back to school. They have no choice or else the hours won't count for your district. So things are looking up. Well, I think you just want to kill teachers. That's always been your thing. You always yeah. hated teachers. You want to kill them all. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it is amazing. Years, but. I, I was tweeting about this yesterday. It, there was a, a protest from teachers. I forget where it was, Chicago, who don't want to go back to work. They are, I mean, literally everybody else has either gone back to work or lost their job. The only people, and they're not all like this because many schools are open around the country, but in cities, LA and New York and Chicago, the, where the teachers union control everything that God knows they control the white house. The, the, these are the only people going on one year of paid vacation and they don't want it to end. You think at some point you say, well, that was a hell of a you know good time. I went to Puerto Rico. I, you know, had a, you know, got my worked out, what, you know, did all the things I needed to do. I had a year off time to go back to work, but no, they don't ever want to give up the fight. They're going to pretend you know, they're all going to die if they go back to work, even though nobody believes that. It's disgusting. Nothing's going to change. I shouldn't say nothing. Uh, we'll, we won't get to the point where we're completely back until they start firing them, until they say, simple, here's what we're going to do. Open the schools. To open the schools, what does it take? I love that question. What does it take to open the schools? It takes one thing, a key. You turn the key, you open the door. Here's school. There's a class. Well, that's, that's really what's happening. But they're not going to have a choice because districts like, you know, my district, if, if the hours don't count, then the school loses accreditation. Like That's not an option. That's like a nuclear thing. So they're going to have no choice but to go back. And, they're, and guess what they're going to do, Jerry? They're going to figure it out because they could have figured it out a long time ago when they have no choice, all of a sudden they're going to come up with solutions. And, you know, they're going to demand more money for whatever ventilation. They're going to get it because Biden's in their back pocket, but they're also going to lose a lot of kids. who are going to go to private schools or homeschooling. This was the greatest advertisement promotion for private schools, for Catholic schools, for homeschooling ever. That's what this was. But, um, but you're right. Good news. Good news all around. Cuomo's facing justice. Tiger's off the hook. Hunter Biden is, is is having a good time. Um, good I was just I was just typing out part of the description of this podcast, and I had to type out "brothers, widows, married sister," which is just a wild thing. Brothers, to ask the description. Widows, yeah. That's right. She's married. She's yeah. married. You've yeah. got that part. I don't know if you mentioned she was married too as well. Go actually, if you haven't seen the article, go. There's a part of the article on the Daily Mail that just runs down the timeline right. when you know he starts dating the widow. 
and then and they announce that they're a couple and then also he leases an apartment with the widow's sister it is wild it's a wild time so why did they break up <laughs> In the I don't know. She just thought he was kind of unstable. Can you believe anyone would ever stay with him? I mean, she's known him. She was in the family. I'm sure she knew. This so is I crazy. Led to the breakup. I mean, this this is the craziest guy. I mean, he's worse than like like Chris Farley or Belushi or I mean, who's the craziest you know Hollywood uh, lunatic? This guy's worse. I mean, he's like. Uh, worse than you know johnny damon i don't know who's the craziest guy out there now he's doing drugs you know he's, he's scamming money using his family name he's banging everything in sight knocking them up you know denying they're his and he's showing up at the white house for, i mean at the capitol for inauguration is there any doubt that he's going to be like get some you know, i don't know some woman in the in the same room that clinton used with monica the room next to the oval office is there any doubt he's in there doing, you know, unnatural acts right now? I mean, oh, no doubt about it. He's just enjoying. He's having a. Party. He's, he's juggling four different women at one time. There's nothing. There's no reason to doubt that there that four women isn't twelve women, isn't twenty women. You and know be, I mean? let's be clear, like I have nothing against. Like I, you have like this moral thing with Hunter. I let him go. Like, do you blame him? Who cares? He's living his best life. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't like guys who abandon their families. I don't like guys who abandon their children and start banging Define the. abandon. <laughs> not well, not pay child support maybe there, I don't know. there's okay, a fight on, there's a text exchange with one of his daughters where he's complaining that the daughter wants him to pay for like his tuition and he doesn't want to pay he says you know yeah you don't uh, i don't have to pay for everything like he's complaining that she's a burden for him this guy who's got i think it's six kids he's up to now or something okay like so abandoning the kids i'm not down with that not be that the, that's faux pas but like living his best life, you know, go, going from chick to chick, it's like, let him live. Who cares? I don't think we have a choice. I think now the dad made it into the White House. I think he has the, the cone of protection around him. I think he can just go nuts, enjoy himself, and he will. I still think they should just, off a weekend with him. I, 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 I'm like you. Can we watch? Can we watch? Just watch your, your – Are you into that? I don't mean watch him in the shower FaceTiming, but just watch this whole thing, this way this guy lives. Do we – have to cover I thought you were going to subscribe to his OnlyFans. <laughs> Do we have to cover it up? I mean, let's all watch. It's going to be get an OnlyFans. He could make bank. Oh yeah, he you know what he is? He's he's what the media wanted the Trumps to be. He's wild, uh, degenerate lunatic. He they wanted this to be the Trump family. It is what he looks like. Cracks. All right, Turtle Boy. That is Turtle Boy. You can read him on tbdailynews.com. Check out his. Uh, his blog and follow him on Twitter at uh, TB slash at TB underscore Aiden or at Turtle phone. I got two now. He's got two. He usually has none because he's banned yeah. and banished, but he's uh, hanging in there on Twitter and follow him. He'll be breaking stories left and right as always. And thanks to Shea Crete and DCU and Alec Pavey and GovX. Uh, anything else, Cullinane? No, a stupid story that I'm not happy about. Did, did you see the viral video of Adam Sandler with the Happy Gilmore swing the other, last week? He's now confirmed that Happy Gilmore 2 is in the mix, and I don't like it. I just want to put that out there. Well, yeah, you think it, you don't want you want him to just rest because he Keep made a classic? Let, let classics be classic. Like he can ruin that classic. I, yeah, I it, was, it was a classic. And I always like McGavin. That movie sucks. Uh, I always made that movie. I've changed my opinion about Adam Sandler. I, obviously, some of his movies suck. Jack and Jill is the dumbest movie ever made. made but he just, 
he just makes movies to uh, hang out with his friends, yep. to, uh, to take care of his loyal fans, to make people maybe have a laugh or two. He doesn't care about art. He doesn't care about uh, critics. I respect that. From all accounts, he does it for the right reasons. And, you know, he's he's made, what has he said, $4 billion. Crazy. His movies have made $4 billion. And he sounds like he's got a great attitude. So it'll suck, but what the hell, it's what he does. And you know what? Uncut Gems was pretty good. He was good in that movie. He's a good actor, but that's true. Sounds like a, a good guy. And wouldn't you, if you were him, wouldn't you make grownups? Wouldn't you make grownups one and two and three and whatever? Absolutely. Else? Absolutely. Just get a bunch of friends together. They drink, they, they play golf, they jump in the lake, they have a good time. And they, they call it a movie and he gets paid millions. No, you're right. Like in the moment, you're like, why the hell are you making little right. Nicky? You're embarrassing yourself. And then you look back and you're like, you know what? All his buddies were in the goddamn movie. Who cares? Right. <laughs> like he just live and, a great life. Time and some of them gave him, someone gave him $30 million to do it. And he said, what yeah. the hell? You yeah. have to hear uh, Bob Barker's corpse to be in this. Right. Uh, oh, that's too. a good point. Well, you hear like David Spade will talk about it, tell the story of Chris Rock. And they'll say, yeah, he called me up, sent a jet pick me up. We went to wherever to film it. You know, we had, you know, two weeks of just what about climate change. Drain. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you, Adam Sandler doesn't give a damn about climate change. That's why Nobody I like does. Nobody does. All right. That'll do it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan podcast, and we will talk to you again soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.